Welcome to Through the Firewall, conversations with Force 3 about the changing world of IT and network security. Welcome back to Through the Firewall, episode five of Force 3's podcast. My name is Adam Curtis. Joining me today, Ryan Wolf, technical consultant at Force 3. Good afternoon, Ryan. Good afternoon. Today, we are going to discuss a topic that we could probably be here hours, days, even weeks, months discussing, and that is DevOps. Now, DevOps as a idea, as a concept, seems to mean a million different things to a million different people. And we'll get into that a little bit later in terms of all the technical breakdowns of what it can do. But just off the bat, give us a little bit of a sort of traditional definition of DevOps or what people normally think of when they hear that term. DevOps is generally considered more in like the software development world. So in that regard, it's um, a software development method that kind of stresses uh, you know, communication, collaboration, and uh, integration between the software developers as well as IT operations and all of the you know different engineering teams that may be supporting infrastructure to support these softwares and applications that these are developing. So literally, the the, the definition, development and operations. That's yeah. that's what where a, it comes from. That's what, what a surprise. People, yeah. A lot of people still think <laughs> still think of. All right, so that's that's sort of, I guess, core to what the literal definition is. But in terms of a more practical application of DevOps, break down for us some of the, the core concepts um, of the idea. So DevOps um, is, is very focused around a very fast or, or rapid-paced uh, deployment cycle of um, you know applications or different softwares that uh, enterprises are going to be building to support whatever consumer that they have or you know, their customer base. So... Um, a lot of a lot of the earliest adopters of DevOps were, you know, these big, you know, web applications such as, you know, Amazon, eBay, Netflix, Flickr, are some of the the very very popular ones that you kind of hear a lot about. Um, and you know, the big the big driving factor is that um, they need their development operations to, you know, improve the bottom line. They need something to increase revenue, and the faster that they can improve and respond to user feedback of their applications the better profitability that they have, the more revenue they get. Um, so the concept kind of starts there, and um, it was the need for a more fast-paced um, development cycle to actually come to be. It was very kind of slow-moving. You know, you had to test everything and make sure it was, everything was working, whereas now um, it's very, you're getting to more rapid-paced um, development. And the r- way that we do that is through... Um, there's an acronym in DevOps called CAMS, Culture, Automation, Metrics, and Sharing. Um, so it's a it's the biggest cornerstone I think of DevOps as a, like an overarching framework is the culture. Um, everything else can kind of fall into project management methodologies, um, software development tools, you know, just different topics under it. But DevOps itself is kind of a cornerstone of all those things together with a big push behind the culture, you know, developing that collaboration between different teams that traditionally and maybe nowadays in many places are siloed and isolated and maybe have a trouble or a hard time working with one another. Yeah, I think that really hits on it. You mentioned the culture shift. So, you know, your quote unquote traditional enterprise, you have 
these people doing this, these people doing this, and these people doing this. That, as you said, in a rapid development or even just like a rapidly evolving um, uh, workflow in general, it doesn't have to be just application development, but that responsiveness, you have to have people work with each other and that culture piece is what DevOps really provides. Yep, absolutely. And, and you know, I think it's something that, uh, especially in IT operations, everyone can relate to. Um, you know, you have server teams, virtualization teams, network teams, security teams, um, that all, in some, in some organizations, as, as soon as you need to reach out to a team, someone throws a red flag and is like, oh, man, we have to go see Tom again. Um, or, you know, it's, sometimes it's very abrasive. Um, collaboration between teams whenever they need support from other teams or they need to be like spinning up a new server or something like that. Um, and I, you know, I think it's something that everyone kind of laughs and shrugs off. Um, and it's kind of just part of the, the culture that is now. And, you know, this shift that we're talking about really brings together people being a lot more collaborative and helpful and just really wanting to help out and prov providing a more like holistic IT operations community. Um, and, a lot of times that's uh, easier said than done, um, but, uh, you know, it's definitely the more, the close, closer you can get to that, um, the, the more benefit you're going to see from stream, streamlining those processes and relationships. Now, I know we could, again, we could talk for hours about how to make this come to fruition, but getting to that level of collaboration where it's not just forced collaboration, like, hey, you guys have to work together. All right, fine. And we don't want to get fired. But how do you get from that point to actually seeing the benefits and understanding that this is a good thing for the organization overall, even if you have to give up some, I don't know, autonomy or pride or whatever that sort of underlying thing is that keeps you in your silo. Yeah, um, I, and I think that really talks to another one of the big ideas or um, principles of DevOps is sharing. Um, you know, you talk about open source a lot and kind of sharing code and things like that, but I think it also comes down to more than just sharing the product and result of your work, but also um, just, you know, sharing information. So um, if, Obviously, if I'm deploying, you know, a new application or even just a new service on the network, I need um, assistance from uh, my server team to spin up those resources, or I need storage room to do that, or I need to make sure my security team is able to secure that and knows what protocols and services I need to be able to use on the network and things like that. So um, as opposed to just providing um, simple, like, hey, I need you to do this, you to do this, and you to do this. It's more about, hey, this is what I'm trying to accomplish. Here's my, my big picture, and I need to accomplish this. So what can you guys do for me? Um, what is it that I need from you um, to do that? And over time doing that, you're going to start seeing, hopefully, that uh, people will start sharing their knowledge. So you'll get a little bit more insight into, you know, what the server guys need to do to do that and what the security guys need. And that way, whenever you're considering a project or just kind of deploying any, any type of new workflow, um, you'll start having a holistic view of the rest of the teams and what they need to do. And hopefully like a newfound appreciation of how it all ties together and the work that they're doing so that they're hopefully re reciprocating all of that. Now, you're using I and you. I'm trying to figure out here uh, who, from whom and to whom we were talking about. Like, I need this from you. I need that from you. The server team needs to do this. The operations team needs to do this. Who is sort of the, I say puppet master, but I don't mean it in a negative way. Who is the person sort of um, in charge of this new uh, organizational structure or like DevOps team? Who is the person who's pulling the levers and making sure that all of the people are working together and getting, um, uh, getting done what needs to get done? Um, that's a excellent uh, excellent question. So, in in many times, um, I think 
probably the most successful you'll see is if someone who has done this all before, you know, has been there and done that, so to speak, comes in and kind of provides mentorship for not just individuals, but the whole team and provides a kind of a direction of opening up these like flows for collaboration and communication between teams. Um, so it could be some sort of DevOps practitioner or um, and maybe someone with a background in a more streamlined DevOps oriented environment who can kind of come in and provide that you know, a high level of expertise towards where he's seen this be successful in the past and help you get there. It's not to say that no one can do it without some sort of expert, but um, that definitely would never hurt. Um, but it, it really is driven behind um, people just being willing to, you know, open up and share their work um, and, and share the burden of trying to accomplish something um, with, with their teammates. All right. So let's take that premise of we're bringing in um, some sort of outside help in order to, for our organization to get there. Who brings in that outside help? Who is advocating this on the inside? Is it a top-down advocation, meaning like the boss says, hey, I've heard about DevOps. I think it's really going to help our organization. Let's bring someone in to help us transform. Or is it the you know person on the security team who's like, dang it, I really need Network's help. They're not getting me my help. I need to tell my boss we need to look at it a different way. Um, I think um, the short answer is both. It's definitely easy to say, well, you know, I can't implement DevOps. I'm just an engineer or I'm just low on the totem pole, right? Um, and all I can do is kind of say, oh, it would be great if we could get to this and, you know, leave the burden on the management. But I think, I think there's definitely a big burden um, on everyone involved. You know, management should definitely be looking for ways to kind of streamline the process and make a more efficient team and um, build a more efficient product and service that they're providing, um, whether it be internal IT or, you know, outside projects, a customer-facing service, web application, whatnot. Um, but also the people on the, low, the lower ends of the totem pole and everywhere in between can not only express the desire and maybe the need to get to a more streamlined workflow where things like DevOps can come into play, but also just on an individual basis, you know, keep the mindset um, or the mentality in mind and, you know, use that to in their day-to-day -day operations and, you know, when interacting with other teams and things like that. I want to expand on this. You said like mentality and mindset, which I think is something that people overlook. When you say implement DevOps, people are like, oh, it's just like software I plug in, like DevOps, is that a brand name that I come in and that's like, you know, my scrum or my agile, like a way to do things. And you really said it's more of a mentality or a mindset so that you can quote unquote implement DevOps on an individual or a small team basis, it doesn't necessitate the tearing down of an entire organizational structure of a company, right? Yeah, I would, I would definitely agree. Um, it's, it's something that we can definitely implement on a, on small scales. The mindset is, um, I think something that's kind of fundamental to everyone in a technology space, you know, everyone at the core, especially when you throw around the word engineering, you know, there's so many different types of engineers, you know, construction, um, you know, structural engineers, civic engineers, you know, all these different types of engineers. And um, in technology, or in all of them, I think they all share a fundamental of finding problems and solving problems. And I think we all at the, at the very base of our um, belief system or mentality is, you know, I want to make this more efficient. You know, I, I want to be able to do something. If I spend 30 minutes every day doing the same thing, how can I do what I'm doing in that 30 minutes more effectively and not waste as much time? Um, it's better for you. It's less frustrating, but then also, obviously, it's more productive for the company yeah, I mean, enterprise I'm, overall. Exactly. I'm, I'm saving time, and I can use that time that I've saved towards doing other things and, you know, building a better business or build, building a better skill set for myself or just, you know, improving yourself. So um, I think that type of mentality is something that we kind of all have today, but the culture of our teams is kind of 
um, the elephant in the room that is kind of keeping us from really moving forward and kind of breaking down the barriers and uh, going at that breakneck pace. So keeping that mindset in mind and just keeping um, your door open to staying ahead of the curve and not just you know operating the same way you always have or the same way that everyone around you is and trying to break down those barriers and you know build relationships even if it's on a personal level build relationships with those and other teams because i think you know we've all run into the guy who you go into an organization and they're like oh this guy gets stuff done and you're like well how does he get stuff done but everyone else is like well this guy gets stuff done like how does he get to be that guy and um i think i think the big and most common thing i've seen is that guy is the guy who goes out and builds relationships he's able to um you know, network with other people within his team and outside of his team that um, allows him to maybe circumvent some of the formalized process that people hide behind a lot of times and, you know, make a more streamlined, um, you know, faster result that people are oftentimes wanting. DevOps, be the that guy gets it done guy. (laughs) Yeah, I like that. That's good. Now, we've talked (laughs) in some other podcasts um, about, let's say, like implementing uh, like SDN or some like next gen firewall, some of these other uh, more technical pieces um, at like a pilot project level. So you smart, uh, you start small and you build from there. Is that something you can do here with DevOps? Like start with, you know, let's say not all of your security, your networking team, but like a group of like five to six people. And we'll start out on one project. We'll put you together in a little bit of a new configuration. And then we'll give you the tools and the support, um, you know, to follow through with this new way of thinking and collaborating. Certainly. Yeah, I'd say certainly something that's possible. Um, And I mean, I think it even wouldn't necessarily require you to maybe restructure a team, um, but maybe give, give a few people inside of your organization the flexibility to maybe work around the typical processes and you know standard procedures that you have in place and you know say hey um let's let's find the most effective way to do this and then go from there and i a story comes to mind i actually read recently about a a college that um they didn't put any sidewalks between buildings um so just grass it was just grass they quickly uh, turned to mud (laughs) you'd think so but the idea is they told the students is just walk to class and get there as effectively as you can you know as quickly as possible and so eventually over time like you know ruts started forming in the grass and then they put sidewalks there so it's kind of a similar process i would say is um you know break down the walls break down the barriers give some uh, some of your team some flexibility and say hey just do whatever feels the most effective and kind of watch what happens and maybe maybe start there and then start trying to implement that um, across the rest of your team yeah that makes sense you have smart people doing smart things don't try to hold them back or put barriers in between uh what they can get done and the ultimate goal. Yep. That makes perfect sense. Um, let's go back for one second and talk very specifically again about like network um, security on those more technical aspects. Let's run through a scenario of um, uh, rip and replace a, a network. So you're going from sort of a very traditional network to a, a next gen, maybe even SDN sort of network. You want to do it in a more collaborative, more DevOps way. Can you walk us through how that would really play out in the real world a little bit? Yeah, like you said, ripping and replacing, you got a traditional network and maybe you're removing that and you're putting in a more software defined network. And, you know, software defined network um, is definitely going to be a place where DevOps is going to shine because you have a lot of the tools and the the objective of a lot of those things is the very thing that we're talking about right now um, is that streamlining automation, orchestration, all of that type of thing. So um, if you put in the new Let's say you, I mean, you can't get around, you know, racking and stacking hardware, you know, sure. someone's always got to do that. But if, if you can put all of that in 
and you definitely want to keep in mind your you know your in state you don't want to you want to get to what your objective goal is um at from the get-go you don't want to say okay well we're going to need this in one year but right now we're going to start with you know this so you want to the holistic approach is kind of what you're what i'm focusing on and you want to keep that in mind the big picture um but then also taking advantage with specifically with SDN um, of any automation tools that are available for spinning up new resources, you know, servers, um, you know, things like VMware. Um, you obviously have your virtual network that can lay on top of your entire server infrastructure um, and being able to just spin up servers using the templates or be realized automation, all of these different tools that they provide and offer. And I mean, VMware is not the only one. There's plenty of other um, vendors that also provide similar tools that allow you to very quickly stand up new resources. I can deploy a server in a matter of minutes now, as opposed to what used to take, you know, hours or even days if I had to like buy new hardware to do this. Um, so that that's definitely the low hanging fruit from the kind of the in-state resources. Um, but one one place where you bring up a good point is from the networking perspective. A lot of times in DevOps, as you know, development operations, you're kind of focused. All of this is focused a lot on your application, your software developers. Um, and so the underlying systems, Linux, your servers, um, your storage, all of that. And um, network, the network is often seen as the, the hindrance. That's the slow moving dinosaur that hasn't caught up with the rest of the, the movement of kind of getting to these faster paced operations. Um, and, and I shouldn't just say network, but rather um, infrastructure. You hear a lot of things like network pro programmability often but it's really not just the network. It's not your router switches and firewalls. You know, you have router switches, firewalls, um, your your storage. I mean, you're trying to get the whole ship to be under one, you know, like one rapid paced development process. And so it's more of like infrastructure programmability. That being said, though, is, it, you know, I think that's where, you know, a lot of the more competitive engineers or those guys out there that really want to cut, uh, push the envelope can take advantage of, um, you know, some programming and maybe some other tools out there like Python scripts or just frameworks that people have already built, APIs, et cetera, that can let them spin up and provision maybe a whole new floor of access ports for users on the new environment and say, oh, you know, I need a new, um, a new office being deployed on the second floor. I need to go through and, you know, deploy, you know, IP phones for all of it. You're like, oh, well, great. I've already done that once, so I know that I can do it again. And I, I automated it the first time. So now, instead of it taking me a few days to do this, I got I can just you know run this script that I created last time and go ahead and get that done in a matter of minutes or seconds using that automation that I used and created because I was future thinking. Um, again, we could talk about this for days. I think this is a very good beginning of the conversation. I know there were a couple other parts that maybe not for today, but thinking about where DevOps touches throughout the organization. Can you give us a couple of what those might be for future episodes? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I think um, a lot of the big the big topics that you will regularly come across inside of this kind of ether that is DevOps is uh, going to be programmability, the fundamental ability to actually automate a lot of these tasks that we're talking about. And then there's also Linux fundamentals for like a network engineer specifically. You know, Linux is all over the world. Um, I mean, so is like all the rest of the operating systems, but Linux specifically, I mean, you have it in everything from a wristwatch to a cell phone to a supercomputer, right? Um, so 
a lot of the applications and network hardware that we see today are running on top of a Linux. And more and more you see these things kind of opening up to give you access to that underlying Linux shell and take advantage of that for programmability or automation purposes. So that's that's definitely a big one. Um, and then moving into like your software development tools, um, what kind of you know programming languages might be useful for me? Where can I get started that simplest? What are some of these frameworks people developed already for DevOps? Um, and then um, software methodologies. So kind of talking about your software development life cycles, things like Agile, Scrum, um, you know, Lean, all of these kind of these buzzwords around this movement. And then also um, cloud platforms, um, network function virtualization. Um, it, it's a very robust topic, as we keep saying, and uh, we could probably make that list go on for days. But um, those are, I think, some of the high-level um, topics that would be um, kind of pervasive to the DevOps movement. So what you're saying is we'll be talking again. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a safe assumption. Uh, Ryan Wolf, technical consultant at Force 3. Thank you so much for being uh, through the firewall today with us. Yep. Thank you for having me. This has been Through the Firewall with Force 3. Force 3.